Dylan, you try the intro again, because last week you tried and you didn't do well. Hello, welcome to the Wrestler Review. I'm Dylan Gott. I'm John Hastings, and I'm already going to tell Dylan to stop fucking texting babes on his phone, man. Not. <sighs> Deleting stuff. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, this week uh, we will be doing... If you talk like that to me again, I'm going to make you fucking tap out, bitch. Taz! Hey, everyone in this big hall, just want to let you know, I will fuck you. <laughs> Get Heyman out here. I'm going to fuck your mom, Heyman. You fucking bitch. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to... Uh, all right, let's talk about... Peter Sinertia, also known as Taz. Oh, yeah. I only know him as a guy who was dressed like the actual Tasmanian devil, and then I stopped watching wrestling until he, worked, <laughs> he was part of the Aces and Eights. I assume that's the only thing he did. <laughs> Taz, baby. The Tasmaniac, let's start there. The Tasmaniac was a weird one because he still did, like, T-bone suplexes. I think people forget that he still did T-bone suplexes. I think people forget that that was in a time when ECW was very much transitional, and it was still kind of just another NWA territory. Yeah. And so they were doing those weird Vince ripoffs, like the Arachnaman, where it's like... <laughs> That's the Tasmaniac. It's the Tasmanian devil from Warner Brothers, but he's a man. And to prove that, he's gone and gotten the tattoo on his arm. Did he? Yeah, he had the Tasmanian devil and the word Taz tattooed on his arm. <laughs> this is a man the who man is, lives his gimmick. He didn't, though. He was a bitch. Let's talk. Okay, Tasmaniac uh, comes into ECW, gets his neck broken. Um, by in a two with two cold Scorpio and someone else. Um, he did tag and he tagged with Sabu all the time. He wrestled Sabu all the time. Yeah, and then he came back. And then he w- he I think he was the original where they came out. Uh, I think because Paul E was his manager at the time, right? And he came out and he was like, "The Tasmaniac is an idiot. This is a real man, Peter Sinertia, yeah. also known as Taz." Um, it was a, it wasn't done part. in the ring. It was done as a uh, interstitial with yeah. Joey uh, Styles. But yeah. yes, you're basically true. And it was how they introduced him was that it was a new color commentator. So he called the match with Joey Styles, and they were like, "But you know him as Taz." And he's just looking at the camera, and he's all wet. And he had the, <laughs> just a completely wet color commentator. They took him from the worst gimmick in the world, a man who's an animal. Yeah, like. We're lucky he's not black, or he'd be like a Vince McMahon creation. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, to um, the Taz, uh, to Taz, which was awesome, which was the very first Ultimate Fighter gimmick. The big fighter, like, just fuck people up, walks out with like a team of guys. Well, I would argue that he's the first very direct one, but I would argue later next week we'll talk about the guy who I think was the that's a tease. How about that for a tease? Who's next week? You'll find out later in the episode. Maybe you want to look at your watch and mm. figure out what time it is. <laughs> Here's the nice thing about the wrestling. Coming out, I That's not even Taz. a clue at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought te- Team Taz, I remember because that was the first thing I remember from the ECW WWE invade WWF invasion, pardon me, was the Taz Sabu match on Monday Night Raw, seeing that like clips of that on Superstars and seeing a guy walking out with like a group of guys that weren't his manager. You're just like, that's so badass. Because you'd see that in boxing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, this fucking guy must be real. Like, it had a bit of a, like, this guy might be real. And it just helped. ECW also was viewed as real at that time. I know that sounds silly. 
But like, if you're around thirty, you do remember a time when you're like, oh yeah, because WW like kids at school be like WWF and WCW are fake, but ECW is real, and that's why it's not on TV. No, but you would also I would point out, and by I I mean Joel Kennedy, my other one of my friends who was also into wrestling, <laughs> he said that as fact. He was just like, no, ECW is real, and even then yeah. I was like. I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I don't think guys di- just because you use chairs to dive off of doesn't mean it's much more realistic. Let's not be fucking crazy. Yeah, because matches wouldn't be athletic, and Hack Myers would probably win sometimes <laughs> just by hitting people with stuff over their heads. Yeah, Sandman would be if ECW was realistic in that, like Taz would be the toughest guy there because he was. Him and Rob Van Dam were the only guys who could actually wrestle. <laughs> Him and Sabu would have a fight because Taz thought he was tough. And as it turned out, he was not. And Sabu was legitimately crazy. Let's talk this, though. If you talk, if you talk about Taz, you're really talking about, in my opinion, probably... Like, if you look at all the... Like, I love watching Taz squash matches. Oh, and Yes. I think they're the best squash matches ever, which sounds weird, but, like, Goldberg was really good at squash matches. Like, Goldberg had it down, like, spear, jackhammer, this guy looks awesome. But Taz, what they would do is... Can you actually unpack what you said? And I actually agree, but the reason why Goldberg and Taz both were great at squash matches, which was the way that they wrestled, made it look like they were doing it to someone. So even this jobber wasn't cooperating, and their gimmick was also, like... This powerhouse fuck you up guy. Yeah. So in your head, it's like, well, this is like a a big boss of a video game up against like a computer robot set on easy. He's going to toss him around like a rag doll, which over two minutes is actually very engaging to watch. Oh, 100%. And Taz also had the Kaza Hajime, which looking back looks really bad. But I remember seeing it as a kid being like, Oh, he's getting fucked up. Getting well, because it was like the it was the first choke we saw. It was the first choke because you remember when like the, this sounds weird, but the only time we had really seen a choke was nails Mil- or the million dollar dream. No, because the million dollar dream was a nerve hold. You would put the guy's hand like oh yeah, because he'd hold his like, arm, hold yeah, the guy's arm, and then put your and the whole thing. What you're supposed like what the thought of the real move was was he puts his fingers into the guy's pressure point on the guy's neck and makes him go to sleep. And that was the million dollar dream. But Taz was just like, yeah, I got his arm and I'm choking the shit out of him. Yeah. And, uh, but the way he would do squash matches, uh, sorry, just to go back to that. Yeah, yeah, no, please. Goldberg would, all right, so Goldberg would see, would was kind of the first guy to squash people you just seen beat people on television. Like, there was always squash matches. Like, in, if you, fed up, you, you set up, like, WWF. Uh, and WCW, you see squad like it's Bill Wright, and the guy yeah. comes in and he has one, he has like one strap and his other nipples still showing. It looks like a slob. Guy beats him and kind of shows off doing it. But Goldberg would just run through people and then walk to the back. Uh, whereas Taz, they would bring in jobbers like they would just say this guy's a kickboxer, and then Taz would just turn one of his kicks into a T-bone. And also, every single one of his moves was a finishing move. Like, yeah, nothing was as devastating. Like Taz would just lit not protect dumb people on their heads and like you, you, there were so many people you just saw take bumps with the back of their head in a way that is just a not okay now or then well his suplexes were fucking devastating looking because yeah. he would either clint he would release way early so he would also just launch fucking people all the yeah. time 
It was also textbook how to put over someone, which is Joey Styles literally referring everything as a Tazplex, is such an interesting device to get something over and also continually would react like it was a fucking most devastating move and he did it right out of the fucking gate. Like Yeah. And I think and I think I mean a guy who's really underrated as a manager and people don't like him. It's funny because I see hear about new wrestling fans watching him and don't like him now, but uh, Bill Alfonso just blowing the whistle all the time. I fucking love Bill. Like a coach. Like, because it's like, Taz, yeah, of course, Taz. Taz, Taz. That's my uh, Fonzie. It's really good. Um, <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Give me my buddy. Number one. Number one. Number one. Oh. Fucking, very okay, good. For those of you who don't know who Bill Alfonso is, imagine the guy who smuggles cigarettes, yeah. but now. Yeah, exactly. Just put a hat on your uncle that lives on a nothing but Miller Genuine Draft. Yeah, watch the episode of Breaking Bad with those two meth heads that steal the pure meth uh, from the chicken container bucket. And one of them is just yelling, Mary, Mary, Mary. Now imagine that guy has done more meth. <laughs> and also like smoked the most amount of cigarettes and didn't take care of his teeth and that's this fucking guy literally a former referee that paul Heyman was like you'll be the one referee that enforces the rules and you'll be called bill alfonso which made him the biggest fucking heel in the company and then he started managing taz and was just such a fucking annoyance but it got it so over as this guy in the I corner I loved him I loved him it was like a hype it was like fucking uh, he was a hype man He was like a hype man he but he also like he was playing into that whole Mickey for Rocky thing Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and he also did something that I wish they would bring back for managers which is he's talking to his fucking wrestlers they're walking out yeah. he's in the fucking camera going like number 1 number 1 like he's fucking he's like he's making you make a decision do you agree with this fucking turd for eyes or that's a really good point. He's making you make a decision. It's fucking amazing, and and also why managers are so important. It's why Paul Heyman is looked at as like this refreshing breath of air, working with Brock Lesnar. It's like he's not doing anything that every manager hasn't already done. It's just that they WWE never lets managers operate in that same way. Oh yeah, I guess I guess at some point they just made a decision they don't like managers. Um, unless they're like uh, cuties, you know yeah, what I mean? Unless they got fucking tits. Yeah, unless you can eat their ass. You can eat Paul Hammond's asshole. <laughs> I would never. I would. The you know pe- he- the penguin from Batman. You <laughs> see what he ate for dinner? <laughs> you know he keeps a clean backyard. No, I don't know that, and I never watch. He's probably into being wiped. He probably lies down on a table like a baby, <laughs> oh, and he holds no. his package like back. No, and then he has a nurse just dab his butt just, <laughs> and then he goes no. i'm the one who's tapping out <laughs> i don't want that to happen anymore he makes them put on a fake rat tail ponytail so that he's like this is from when i used to he be the boss never had a rat tail it looked like a rat tail <laughs> yeah that's the ultimate failure when you try and grow a ponytail and everyone just thinks it's a rat tail yeah it's the worst thing if you guys uh, are annoyed by man buns oh baby just wait for rat tails in three years oh Listen, uh, also, if you think you've aged badly, look at Paul Heyman during the ECW era, especially during the time when it was Taz just was calling him a fucking gay man all the time. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely, an, uh, that's one thing that's, ECW is uh, is very, what do you call that? It's like... Literally the opposite of political correctness in every 
possible way. No, I was gonna say it's like it's kind of like put up on a pedestal as far as creative stuff. And like you said, like but having I love I love it when referees have gimmicks. Like I yeah. love that. Uh, but definitely all the promos, Taz's promos were just he would come out, <laughs> beat someone up, like, Shinsuke, come out here, I'll rip your tits off, I'll wear your nipples on my dick. The thing is, is that it's essentially Taz. Okay, this is. Like the best, the most coherent Taz promo ever is when Jerry Lawler invades ECW and Taz just walks to the ring and lights a shirt on fire. Because every yeah. single other one was literally just homophobic slurs thrown at people and wrestlers' name. But that's what the joining of those two things was: is you wanted he want Polly wanted the Brooklyn tough guy and the UFC fighter, and that's what Taz was. Where it's like when he was doing his promos, he would come out. If you ever see his promos, it would just be him in that like newsy hat with a like leather they basically, jacket. Yeah, 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 yeah. With a leather jacket. They tried to make him look like a fucking like like enforcer a, for yeah. a gambling ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he. Yeah, but trying to make him look like that, and then and then in the ring he did. Uh, he's he is a black belt in judo. Well, the other thing that they also made a point of is he did big up the Pennsylvania versus New York State rivalry, which in ECW they claimed was a thing but isn't really a thing. It's New York versus Boston is the big fucking rivalry. But they didn't run shows in Boston. No. So they were like, no, it's against Philadelphia. Shut up. And so like, no, because he, he would always be chasing Shane Douglas, right? Like he was chasing Douglas for a year. But he would also talk about like, it's, it's Jersey versus New York. It, yeah, we mentioned that. We mentioned that uh, on other shows. I'm a big fan of like, yeah, this is Brooklyn versus Jersey, like that type of shit. Yeah, I do like. And the, he would uh, constantly talk about like there because there's some promo where it's the promo where he unveils the FTW belt. Where he goes, you could call this the Brooklyn World belt. You could call this it's the fuck the world belt. As for men, no, for Pennsylvania is gonna wear because they suck dicks like it's just like <laughs> that promo is just because he's just supposed to be but that's the thing his gimmick also and it, and it sounds weird to try and justify just blatant homophobia but <laughs> it he what his gimmick was like it became like angry it became ufc guy and then went to like once you know ufc guy all right now he's a brooklyn hood as well no. and then it evolved to the angriest man in the world and what was interesting about ECW is ECW is very was very similar to how wrestling is now. Was no one's really a heel, no one's really a face. They just decide show by show, mm-hmm. and decision by decision. And Taz was basically like, the fans loved him, but it took a while in a weird way. Like it was like Shane Douglas was booked as the heel in their program, and Taz was chasing yeah. him for the belt. But like Taz was the one who behaved like the heel in the program of. Um, Shane Douglas was like, you wipe out the competition for me, and then you get a title shot. And then he's like, actually, what I'm going to do is I, I I, got three receipts and the, for the triple threat. And he just fucking just blatantly attacked the triple threat and hurt them all. And then Shane Douglas had to fight him, even though Shane Douglas had an elbow injury and came to the ring essentially wearing a halo, but for his arm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, exactly. And like Taz just stepped on it and threw him into a table and won. Like, yeah. The other thing with ECW you have to remember and why Taz was able to get over as a tough guy is there was about four legitimate wrestlers. Like, if a guy could wrestle, he would have the match of the night and it would be amazing because a lot of their top stars were fucking Sandman, <laughs> Tommy Dreamer, Raven. But would you say this? And, and he the- never worked with any of those guys because also part of the problem was that 
Taz was not respected backstage at ECW. He was very much Paul's guy, but everyone else was like, this little bitch can suck my nards. Like, if you notice, he was also very limited in who he worked with, and because Paul Heyman was a genius and because Taz built that character well and lived it, that's why they were always bringing in the job guys, and he was an attraction unto himself. It was the brilliance of ECW is that they could make a guy like Taz that people don't really want to work with because they're like, I'm not putting over the five foot four guy who's going to put me but in that's a what, hug. But that's the genius of Taz. Exactly. Like, they would do... He didn't need... Like, do you think working with Raven and uh, and all those guys... Who would you say who he didn't work with? Raven? He Never worked work with, with Raven, really. Yeah. Never worked with New Jack. Never worked with New Jack. Well, that would be stupid. Well, it was also because New Jack refused because he's like, I would have had to go over and I'm not going to go over. He's a punk. Fuck, I love New Jack. <laughs> Everyone go listen to last week's episode. Well, of course, take so him. Take, don't, don't have him work with New Jack. You don't need to have New Jack versus Taz. You don't need that to happen. Never had, no, I know, but it was also just brilliant. And also the fact that they had this built-in thing of Sabu fucking over Taz as while they were tag team. Going to be getting fired. And then having a thing where it's basically Taz calls Sabu out. And for some reason, Sabu never comes. Like... If you want to see a fucking crowd reaction like you've never seen before, watch the November to Remember where Taz um, is in the ring with someone else and the lights go out and everyone knows that means Sabu is back. And the entire crowd goes like, is screaming. The lights come off. It's silent so they can all look and be like, oh, yeah. And, and then they go towards each other. The lights go out again. And then. Yeah. It's great. It's the fucking best. Although it's not explained. Sabu, who's supposed to be a fearless man, why doesn't he just fucking attack him there? Oh, they're bowling to their first pay-per-view, that's why. I, yeah, that was always weird because it's not like Taz. It's not like Douglas. Like Shane Douglas, you could be like, oh, he's scared. He calls him out. But Sabu, the other thing was Sabu. I think it was the whole thing was Sabu. They wanted... Um, I, they, I don't... Like, I didn't watch it during that time. Obviously, I was I was 12 and my mom was raised me properly. So I didn't watch. And also, I didn't watch the. I didn't watch the 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 substance abuse, domestic abuse wrestling. <laughs> um, but they they did it in a way where Sabu wasn't like wasn't a like a a biatch for not. Well, a big part of it challenge. was I I went back and watched it all, and it was basically Heyman was like, "Nah, you can't. It's not yeah. happening." Because his thing is is that he these were his two like his the wrestlers he most respected. Yeah. So he's like, I'm not putting you guys together. I know what you guys are capable of towards each other and how much you hate each other. And that was his best Taz's best program. I don't think Taz was that he was good as an ECW champion, but he needed a Sabu and that match at Burley Legal, again, such a fascinating watch that entire pay per view because all the matches I are, love that match. I love that match too, but it's an interesting watch in that Taz is not put over that strong in it. He wins. I thought he was put over very strong. Like, he choked Sabu out. He choked Sabu out, but what, he doesn't get a lot of defense in throughout the entire... It I thought it was, like, 50-50. I thought they put over Taz very strongly in that match, actually, given that Sabu's character was, like, he's this maniac, and then Taz can just beat him up. You know what I mean? Like, Taz controls a lot of the match. Oh, that's um, interesting. I always look at it. It was more Taz, of a Sabu, Sabu match. Sabu breaks the Taz mission as the first guy to do that. Yeah. No one in the crowd reacts. Joey Styles just tries to sell it on commentary, but no one in the yeah. crowd's like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. It's like, and even when Sabu wins the return match, the way he wins is Taz mission. Taz, he rolls Taz. He pins Taz in the Taz mission while he's still in the Taz mission and then gets choked out. Yeah. And then beaten up afterwards. And like, that's... Like, that's keeping a guy very strong. Like, well, yeah, no, the, it's so much so that, like, well, the one weird thing was that Taz wins and then Bill Alfonso turns on him. 
I also yeah, thought was, yeah, the whole thing of like I bet on Sabu, like that made no fucking sense. I feel like they needed a way to get there. Or maybe the original strategy was maybe the original thing was like, like oh, I want Sabu to go over and Taz nixed it or something. Yeah, that was that was turn. a lot of the talk. What I think they should all they needed to do, and it would have worked to put Sabu or Taz over even more, is middle of the match, Bill Alfonso does that and does something to give Sabu an advantage and Taz overcomes that. That's all they had to do. Yeah, but I like the idea of keeping shit out of the match. You know what I mean? Like, I think Polly, uh, I'm like, if all the stuff I've heard about it, he wanted the like boxing, like UFC type feel. Yeah, no, so, you like, not having anyone interfere in the match is definitely a big part of that. And also, he was always going for a big fight atmosphere around Taz matches, which he, yeah. he really accomplished. Well, because Taz also would squat. This is something I thought of earlier, but he would squash guys. Fr- like lower mid card guys in the WWF during the talent exchange. Yeah, like he. I don't know if you ever seen the Brackus match where it's just like Brackus, who's like the quintessential like mid nineties bo- WWF yeah, guy. bodybuilder. Please welcome guy. Haku. <laughs> no, who yeah. was the fuck the Chris uh, Masters? No, the Japanese guy that faced um, Bret Hart. Hakushi. Hakushi was sick though. Let's not. Let's be honest. Hakushi looks sick. Say Sinsaki. That's who it actually is, right? Yeah. Well, he because they had a great him and uh, Hayabusa had a match with RVD and Sabu that was sick. Yes, that, that's nasty right. Nasty baby. But like, no, Brackus is like bodybuilder, tanned, six pack, on gassed up guy, and then Taz squashes him. Um, and he also they also did the Paul Varlins thing. I'm sure you heard about that. Where Paul Varlins, who was like a UFC fighter, yes, and as the story goes. They, he was like, "Oh, that's disgusting." Oh, John's cracking his ankle, and I'm gonna puke. All right, um, <laughs> that's fucking gross. Paul Varlins um was a UFC fighter. He competed at a bunch of events, uh, like back when UFC didn't have gloves and it was the craziest sport on the planet. The Tag Cabot years. Yeah, and uh, they were like Paul Varlins didn't want a job to Taz because Paul Varlins is six foot eight, three hundred fifty pounds, and an actual shoot fighter. And Taz is five foot eight and tells everyone he's a shoot fighter. Um, Can we talk about how much but, Taz is a bitch yet? But we'll talk about that after we take a break in a bit. But uh, Paul Varlins was like, no, I don't want to lose this guy. And then Missy Hyatt was like, I'll suck your dick. And then he, she did and he did. <laughs> That's the story. Missy Hyatt. And then his story was like, I agreed to do it, but I just like, what, what the fuck did he say? He said something like, yeah, I mean, like I agreed to, and also fucked Missy Hyatt. Like he was like, I was, fu- I was like seeing Missy Hyatt. He was a classier man than I. He was like, I was seeing Missy Hyatt, and then she basically was like, just do it. It's money, and he was like, yeah, okay. But like the, you know, it's re- wrestling is misogynist carnies. It was like, and then she, the whore, sucked him, and then he was like, <laughs> okay, because he's an idiot. And the business always wins. Now, again, Donald Trump is going to job to Hillary Clinton, (laughs) not lose, predetermined. Vince is going to be the winner. Here's the thing. Taz is also a very interesting career in that he leaves ECW. Yeah, that was John farting. (laughs) Still thinks it's funny. It still is funny. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bit of shit on his microphone. He's eating his own shit. I don't give a fuck. Hey, I made you a nice lunch. How about you be complimentary to my gags? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go. Um, Leaves ECW, goes to WWF. Best debut the Fed has ever done for someone they didn't made. 
and they proceeded to fuck it up spectacularly. I don't think they really fucked it up as much as like you've heard the story though when Vince Vince saw Taz and he was like, "He's that size?" Yes, no. Like Vince thought he was like six feet tall because Paul booked him properly, and. Taz, like, I, I I would like to, if we're doing an episode on Taz, well, I guess we'll go back to ECW, but yeah, they booked him so well, but Kurt, like, you could, you watch that match, and you just see Kurt Angle, like, obviously, push Kurt Angle over Taz. Like, Taz, you have to have, you have to have baby gloves with Taz, and he was definitely over to that ECW fan base, and New York was an ECW stronghold, so it's a fucking awesome, like, exactly. if he would have just won that match and then left, it would have been, like, great, but you can't really make Taz your world champion in that company. Um, I disagree. You could. You could if you booked him the way fucking Paul did. Is you keep him separate, you keep him an attraction, or more importantly, you book him like how they've eventually made The Undertaker, which is he doesn't need a title, and he can fall under the Jake the Snake, Undertaker, just an attraction unto itself. Because the thing that... One thing I would like to do, one thing I think they could have uh, done, that they do... They did this in a Ring of Honor, and I know that's a small sample size, but... Oh, have I'm a dude have his I own like belt. Ring of Honor. Oh, I also think that IWGP is Shut so the fuck delightful. Up. Shut the fuck up. How about you go fuck Shut Antonio Inoki? I will. Ooh, sit on his face with his big chin. Is this Ooh. why your penis is nicknamed the Giant Baba? Oh <laughs> yeah, it's called Little Guido. Oh yeah, because it's Italian. My penis is called Tracy Smothers. Because <laughs> uh, John likes some unconscious women. Ooh, smother them. They're dead. Let's have some fun. Now no. I get to do what I want with their bodies. It's because Tracy Smothers was in the full-blooded Italians with uh, little Guido. And Big Sally Graziano. Uh, what was I going to say? Now, we, now we've <laughs> listed off the full-blooded Italians. <laughs> Tommy what were we talking about? Um, oh, just give him his own belt. Like, give him the shoot fighting belt or something. Or the hardcore championship. Like the hardcore championship would have been perfect. If you could have if you could have stabilized the hardcore championship and just stick all the ECW guys in that division and just be like, we're too fucking real for the belt. You know what I mean? And then at the odd time the champion comes in and beats that guy. I love the hardcore division. And like I said, with jobbers, like he comes in and beats Kurt Angle, yeah. right? He could just beat the shit out of jobbers for a year. And like we were talking about earlier, That's he's exactly an interesting it. way of... But the other thing is you can't have your... Like, all right, how are you going to have a world champion? I'll put it to you this way. I just thought of this. How are you going to have a world champion whose moves are suplexes where they look the best when he doesn't protect the guy and just fucking throws him when you... A, your top guy is Stone Cold Steve Austin, whose neck is held together by twigs and fucking gum. Kurt Angle, who did a great job in that match, but also twigs and gum for a neck. The Undertaker, who would, at that point, was the fat Undertaker, who was just like, uh, I want to become a biker because Gene will hide my stomach better. Yeah. <laughs> and then The Rock, who I miss. No, no, The Rock would just play along. The Rock was, uh, I think, undervalued as a wrestler. No, The Rock was absolutely undervalued as a wrestler. It's like, and I'm also, jobbing to who? Steve Blackman? Fine! And also undervalued as the fact that he won, up until he faced John Cena, he won exactly one match at WrestleMania. Yeah, against Austin. Yeah. He lost every other fucking time. Bone cold, believe Blaston. Um, that? No, that, he didn't know he, he beat Hogan. Didn't Hogan go over? No. I love 
love it when you kiss me on the neck, Taz. <laughs> hey, Taz, do you want to kiss me on my neck? Okay, well, how about this? We'll take before a... We, no, before we go on the break, I just want to retort. I want to retort what you I said. I'm not taking a break. We're going to take a break after I'm done dismantling your point, which is when Taz came in, Triple H was the champion, and Taz would have been an actual excellent foil for fucking Triple H. They couldn't have built him up at that time. Obviously, but it would have been fucking very interesting because Triple H at the time was very, very healed up or uh, like was a, a very strong body. He didn't have any injuries. Yeah. And Taz attempting to get those moves over on him. And they would have put it would have eventually hurt Taz, but it would have put over Triple H as a wrestler. But then they just did that on a SmackDown. That's the thing. Is the day they killed, I think they they point to that as like the even WWE even WWE documentaries like yeah we murdered ECW because Dreamer comes in to try and help him gets pedigreed and then he pedigrees Taz yeah it's basically the the shitty heel champion who's always running away from everybody actually stands tall and murders <laughs> people oh, in the company awful it was awful that was the stupidest idea that was when you can tell. What happens when you don't sleep for seven years? Oh, the last year of ECW happens. Yeah. We're going to do, do my gods if I got a contract, maybe, I don't know, just, just show up in Cincinnati and give me the belt. <laughs> like, yeah, well, that's, the, but you see in that match, I can understand why cosmetically, when, all right, WCW's champion is Goldberg, who, for better or worse, sorry, smart marks, Noah, <laughs> but like, had Taz's gimmick. Yeah. But was the ultimate warrior, whereas Taz was like, and I. This is not. We'll talk. I mean, John will say talk about how Taz was a bitch. I guess. Please don't actually beat me up, Taz. But Taz hey, is this hey, smaller Taz, version Taz. of Dylan lives in Stratham Hill. I live in Finsbury Park. You're a bitch. Come fucking find me, and we can fight. You in a step stool and your broken neck and bad body, because I'm challenging you to a fight now in 2016, and not you in the 90s. Because <laughs> guess what? I might be a bitch too, but I'm a smart bitch. I'm a foxy bitch. Foxy Brown Hastings. But you can see why, like, oh, so like the casual fan would look and be like, oh, so that guy's like Goldberg, but smaller, and like, and when you look at the Triple H match, when him against Triple H was Taz's peak conditioning he is not as wide as triple h and that's what the thing in ecw taz was always wider than everybody like he was always like you could look at taz and you'd be like yeah he's shorter than balls mahoney but he's a fucking brick shithouse because he was yes no i completely agree he's ahead of it like uh, here's a point i wanted to make later but i think he was ahead of his time i think he was in the wrong era because explain explain now that bodies are obviously not all roid like no one's yeah. on roids he would look great because he like his strength was his just sheer wideness and mass like not his height he looked like a brick shit house i agree i agree but to even go to your point of also austin yes austin was going to be at the top and austin has neck problems but also austin didn't look that good like austin looks pretty fucking lanky and thin austin was also not a roid guy at all no he was yeah was he yeah, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen? All right, so he was lanky, and like you remember him during Brett, and uh, then the Owen neck injury. After that, he's fucking roids to the dits. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at look at look at him, man. Look at him, ninety eight through two thousand one. He's you're fucked. He's fine. All right, let's take a break. You look at pictures of uh, bald stone cold. Hello, this is Dylan God and John Hastings. And sorry to interrupt Dylan God and John Hastings from talking about wrestling. But right now, we need to ask you to rate, subscribe, and review. 
The Wrestler Review on iTunes. It really helps us out. We do this podcast for free. We have, we've been so lazy, we haven't even set up one of those PayPal things. Not only that, we won't set up PayPal things because wrestling fans have integrity. And no money. And no money. No fucking mm-hmm. money. But what we do have is uh, existence on this plane. So please let us know that you're out there. Email us at wrestlerreview at gmail.com. Like a story about that. Second break. Here's the news. Dylan Dodd, John Hastings, talking about that era of Taz. When he didn't dress like he fought, he dressed like he fixed someone's truck. I'm going to edit that out. Let's talk about track pants, Taz. The best Taz. Dylan, don't edit this out. I won't. Um, Yes, you will. Track pants, Taz was the best because I guess Vince was like... You know what? This guy's not an MMA fighter, being that I don't know anything about whatever okay, that is. Let's go back. Let's throw, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. T-shirt hang on. with his logo on it. No, Some wrong. Track pants. Wrong. Wrong. And wrong. Have him fight Jerry Lawler in a back and forth contest. You're a fucking idiot. There are two phases of track pants, Taz. Okay. Phase one: track pants still wearing wrestling signet. Which, oh, yeah. which just made no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Just cover up those fucking legs. And it wasn't, yeah, like it really felt like Vince was just like, you call them gams? <laughs> <laughs> and then phase two, and you know this because it was only after the alliance when he went back to WWF after they had Steve Austin whip him in the ring with a belt. Yeah, but that was big for the RVD spot, right? Where they teased RVD versus Stone Cold, and that would could have been... That could have been huge. Yeah, but they just, they were never going to do that. Yeah, because they would never have. That was like, yeah, they were never going to put RVD over Stone Cold, even though that's what. The only time Stone Cold got over as a heel was during the RVD thing when everyone was like, oh, fuck, this would be a good match. And they just never did it. No, they never did. And it was actually, it's a point made by a few people, which is RVD coming out of ECW was so loved by those fans that, that if the Fed had just not. Just had him be a fuck. Even like when he was a henchman, you could feel it being teased. That like if they just pushed him a little bit, they could have f- had a fucking gargantuan well, star on his. Yeah, hands. that's what the that's why our second episode uh, was about. But like, yeah, beating no. Jeff Hardy, the Jeff Hardy, uh, and the the really fun thing where they would talk about how it was the rematch because Jeff Mar- Hardy was a jobber then. Yeah. So RVD beat him in like '96, and then he comes back and beats Jeff Hardy for the hardcore title. And that crazy match and coming out of that like all oh, rvd all the check marks he's uh gonna be a big star and then they just don't do it with him like they haven't done with a bunch of people but i don't think you can blame him for taz like i know people no, have, uh, i have a big fucking taz mark like i love those matches with bigelow i love the fucking uh because the bigelow matches were like yeah he's throwing these little guys around but can he throw a large guy around turns out yes he can because they're just throws <laughs> like Oh yeah, and the Bigelow match also was probably the the one of the best booked finishes in ECW and in wrestling, which is how you protect both guys but do a title switch and elevate a loser in a spectacular fashion. When they go through the ring, yeah. That's the fu- like you have to remember- Do you believe that wasn't supposed to happen? No, it was definitely supposed to happen. Yeah. If you watch the entire pay-per-view, no one else goes in the, that section of the ring yeah. until they do that. Yeah. It absolutely was. Yeah. Do people believe that wasn't supposed to happen? Yes. Anyone we know? Any idiots we know? It's supposed to be like, oh my God, he fell through the ring. And then, because they do it, the because everyone believed that it was a fuck up. 
so badly that because that's they still on the ECW documentary they talk about how that wasn't supposed to happen and then Bigelow and they're under there and Taz goes what do we do and then Bigelow says how about I just pin you and he's like okay and then he does it and then they do a second version where Taz has what is it Taz something with a DD I forget what the initial thing is but Taz DDTs him on the ramp and then he goes through the ramp so they go through again and then Bigelow comes out first again and they tease like, oh, he's going to pull Taz over and cover him again. But then Taz just locks on the Taz mission and uh, he taps out. But Douglas on commentary sells that he was reaching for the rope and not tapping. Um, so, yeah, people, they still maintained kayfabe that that was supposed to happen. That yeah, they haven't anymore. A bunch of people, mainly my man New Jack, came out and was just like, no, Taz is a bitch. Definitely fucking gimmicked. Let's talk about Taz being because there's the RVD story where Taz kind of gets up in his face and RVD just slaps him and then Taz no, no. goes RV- outside and talks to him. RVD does something so much. Co- Basically what happened was there was miscommunication in the ring and a, a couple of spots got fucked up. Yeah. And Taz at this point was running the ECW House of Hardcore Training School and had his students there. They, that's who Team Taz was. Yeah. And um, he got into RVD's face in front of his students and RVD just went, I got a question for you do you want to pick a hand and taz went what and then rvd slapped him in front of everyone in the locker room <laughs> and taz's response was don't do that again in front of my students not now i will kill you because the thing you have to remember is ecw's locker room was essentially where we did drugs before we go out and do our matches <laughs> these aren't people where if someone slaps you you have to do something yeah like you don't want to be considered a pussy in front of fucking the guy who's eating ice cream and laughing and then going to go sleep in a bathtub because my wife doesn't like it when I wet the bed. My name's Sandman. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was I think someone said that where it was like, uh, I forget which wrestler it was, but it was like, yeah, if someone did that to me, I would have attacked them. Win or lose, I would have attacked them. Just I have to. Everyone, the other thing was, and the reason why is that Paul really was protecting Taz. And that was really viewed as like, bullshit by a lot of the other wrestlers he was essentially the hogan of ecw yeah and the thing with ecw is ecw had a ton of locker room politicians a lot of guys that positioned themselves and a lot of vocal guys that are dicks like i i love raven as a wrestler wrestling character but that guy scott i don't want to share a fucking car journey with that guy because yeah it would be so annoying even him petitioning like incorrectly so i suppose but like the whole he didn't want to lose to Dreamer on the way out. Yeah. He's like, just let me beat him. I'll be back. And then, of course, he was back. But, like, no one knew. Like, when that's the thing. I think they uh, assumed that everyone would know the story. And I think, obviously, I think Polly was right. Just being like, yeah, you're going to lose to Dreamer on the way out because um, people would, like, when Raven came back, I for sure didn't know. I remember I watched that. I think it was the first episode of ECW and TNA. It's the first episode of ECW and TNA. Yeah, and when I watched that, and I'm like, Raven? And then I was like, who's this other guy? You know what I mean? I was like, who are these other wrestlers? I have no idea. And let me just say this about that spot in the first episode of ECW on TNN. The best fucking, I love that angle where it's like, they're tag team champions and they hate each other. It is so fucking interesting because it was they would have a little mini match. In between their actual match. It was great. And the just the him sticking the title on Dreamer's uh, chest. Yeah. And uh, looking Point. at him like, we're going to fuck with you more. And then like 
yeah, and Dreamer getting what he wanted, but not the way. What a great people shit on Paulie's late booking of ECW, and some of it obviously, as we 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 kind of discussed the Bill it's Alfonso, po- but it's post ECW TNN. I always think is the bad ECW booking, where it's like, what's the main event? Kid Cash versus Steve Carino. But they had no, they had no choice. I understand, but then just don't be like, no wrestling. What are we gonna do instead? Um, Bill McKillicuddy is gonna just go stand in the ring, or Francine that. Yeah, we're the ECW fans. Someone, yeah, yeah. someone got a pile driver. Yeah, someone could pile driver. Yeah, great. <laughs> a woman being beaten. Sign me up. Um, but back to Taz. So the Taz, it's just basically it was Taz was all bluster, but acted like he tried to live his gimmick, but he just couldn't back it up, and it just rubbed a lot of people the wrong way in that locker room. That's what I mean. Well, by it's Taz also like being the chosen one too is obviously going to piss people off. And also, you know, it's ECW. They all <laughs> hate each other. And that's the interesting thing is they you think that they're this like big alliance, but they all fucking hate each other. Like they also like if you bring up Tommy Dreamer, they're like that bitch. He fucked everybody. Or Sandman. Oh yeah, Sandman. He took acid all the time. Oh New Jack. Oh the man that murdered people. <laughs> the only one that they all seem to like is Rob Van Dam. Yeah, because Rob Van Dam was like, yo man, cut it out. <laughs> like I imagine like well because in a. Just how cool do you think a pothead is to cokeheads? Like, I assume. It's just like, like oh, this guy's oh, yeah, super high and he just works out all the time. Yeah. Good for him. It's and like he's really into shadow karate. Such an amazing fucking wrestler. It's his lack of push. There's a whole episode you can listen to that we've done. Back to Taz. So Taz is in the Alliance. Then we transition from, yeah, the track pants Taz. And then to t-shirt track pants Taz to the final wrestling phase fubu baseball jersey track pants <laughs> just cover that man can he come out in a bed sheet and it, <laughs> and it not be a clan thing somehow because we'll try and figure out maybe just a moo moo maybe a moo moo for that's Tess. essentially when he wrestles at the second ecw one night stand when he wrestles jerry lawler and all he does is put him in the kazaha jamey you can clearly tell that jerry lawler is f- in far better shape yeah, and then Taz, and that was the other thing when they did the ECW one night stands, like the first one night stand where he isn't, where Kurt Angle just like calls him out and they tease him back, going back to the old Taz. Yeah. And it's like a man, <laughs> what, okay, here's what I kind of respect about Taz, a man who was like, I really enjoyed that time in my life and I really want to give the fans what they want. Like a man like Taz, like he would have been like, take me off commentary, I'll go work out for like a month yeah. or two months get myself in game shape, and then wear that singlet. But Taz was like, damn, stay fat. Wear these track pants. Because <laughs> you remember when they did the whole... Because the, They did the whole angle and Taz with all the wrestlers around in the yeah. circle, and then Taz gets him in the Taz mission, and then they fall out of the ring and everyone fights. Yeah. Yeah, like that was like, fuck. I remember feeling kind of cheated that Taz didn't come out in the singlet. I didn't, because the thing, the one thing with Taz is... And it's the advantage of being an ECW is I just assumed as soon as they like transitioned away from the ring a bit, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. They spent a few years in the promotion where it's like, uh, we didn't set up the ring properly. And also at the end of this match, you're going to get lit on fire. Like, you know what I mean? Like he was put over <laughs> in that way where like, I understand his body is broken. Like that was, again, the advantage of his in-ring style is as soon as he transitioned away from not being as high impact, I did miss it. But at the ECW pay-per-view, I was just like... Yeah, he's a, but he didn't really bump that much. He was the guy throwing these people. I understand, but he I, like there was the Bigelow one spot stands out from his entire career that I always watched. I'm like, oh, was when I don't know if it's the I think second Bigelow match 
where he T-bones Bigelow off the stay off the like walk up apron they had. Yeah. Uh out into the crowd, he he sm- free fall smokes the back, the back of his, of his head, head off a guardrail. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that fucking match. That's the match. That's the match right after he's because it goes him. He beats Shane Douglas, then it's him Sabu. But he does break. I should say this. He did also break his neck. Yeah, he, he's a broken neck, and then he comes in. He's like, you, "What was it? Fucking uh, always talk about it." But he walks into a hospital, and they're like, uh, "You." You how did you get here? He's like I walked here, and then they're like, "No, you didn't. You have a broken neck." Well, I guess I'm not a f- fucking queer. <laughs> Whatever. Like, it was him. Yeah, him and Tommy. Tommy Dreamer walked to the hospital because they didn't have a car. Because being an independent ECW. wrestler in the early nineties sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the, like being a comedian. Now. <laughs> here, here's something I didn't even think of. They were doing an athletic thing. And the fact that the arena or school they were at just didn't have a doctor or just a medical professional. They're like. Better walk to the old hospital. Well, as we discussed last week, uh, they did let a guy with a felon with they they let a teenager get into the ring with a man with felony assault charges. Be like, are you a wrestler? No, no. Yes, I am. Where did you wrestle? J.K. Don't care. Get in the <laughs> ring with Stabby. Yeah, yeah. Get get in the. Oh, I did some digging on that. By the way, for clarification, what he used to open up Mass Transit, New Jack, was a scalpel. It was a scalpel. I thought it was a carpet knife. Nope. Nope. He's Oh, he clarified it. He went, yeah, no, you want to know why it was so deep? He used a surgical scalpel. I got that because I couldn't find my exacto knife. And you're just like, fuck. That's <laughs> terrifying. Who the fuck oh, gave God. New Jack a scalpel? Like, <laughs> as much as I have been calling Taz a bitch throughout this episode, he is still... He's probably just a normal man. He's the most reasonable person <laughs> in that company. Like, yeah. he, he's literally... That locker room is like... A man who's trying to stay in shape and has a neck injury. A man with a goatee whose father is definitely in the mafia. A drunk man. A man on pills. A man who's like, listen, me and this guy whose name is Balls, <laughs> here's what we do. We hit people with chairs. Uh, we That's usually for cheaters. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up. We're fat. <laughs> We're fat is. Um, Taz then moves on and becomes a commentator. Here's the time of Taz's career I really enjoy that no one talks about, his time in TNA. I thought he was great and actually a much better commentator with uh, Mike Tanay than he ever was with... Really? Yeah. He was bad. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> it, it was Taz off the rails. He was just taught how to do commentary in the wrong way, and I think... Like, anytime Taz goes... like, If they had a shoot promotion, Taz would be great. He would be great because he knows the holds. He can make it seem more he can give context to why they're like make it seem more real i suppose or like i shouldn't say make it more real like give it context and make it seem uh have more of a story to everything in the match but when it's taz just calling a wrestling match he's just like saying the weirdest dumbest shit i thought it worked with mike today because mike today's style is just like i'm gonna literally just say every move they do yeah (laughs) <laughs> handshake into touchy rich he touched his wrist he thought about a clothesline he didn't get a clothesline now he's thinking about going grocery history shopping history of everything yeah but that's why Taz uh, I guess it, that's in Taz's uh, Taz's wrestling career I should say is very very important uh, just because he was the first of a gimmick that they just won't stop doing yeah the a tough man no but like the MMA. Oh yeah, no, they won't. And what's even the more real pro wrestler gimmick is like, like how many people? Uh, they see if you can list off how many people they've given this gimmick to since. All right, Taz. 
Taz. All right, Taz first, and then you, you can say this. Goldberg. No, you're you're already have missed one. Ken Shamrock. Yeah, but what else are you gonna do with Ken Shamrock? I'm just saying. All right, Taz, Shamrock, Severn, um, uh, Goldberg, but- Butterbean. <laughs> but okay, fuck off. <laughs> Goldberg, Lesnar, um, Angle. Yeah, Angle, Angle with the mouthpiece. Yeah. Um, Sylvester Turkai. Oh! Sylvester Turkai was about it. About it. CM Punk, when he first came in. Oh, great point. I didn't I even know think about Muay Thai. I'm fat and I'm a fucking pussy. Yeah, take that. <laughs> take that, pussy. You love CM Punk. CM Punk's great. But I feel like if we're caught, like, I feel like most people like CM Punk's great and he's a great wrestler. Yeah, I'm, um, and then they're like, but like <laughs> I feel like he just could be an asshole. Like I feel like if you met the guy, he might all he might be like we've we both worked with comedians who are like, You are super funny on stage, but if you talk to me backstage, I'm going to just try and find a way out. I'll go <laughs> you don't realize is happening because I do want to be nice to you still because I do respect you very much as an artist. <laughs> Going even further, based on the list of guys you just listed I could say he would be in the running for largest asshole with guys who ever held that gimmick. And that's an impressive feat when Brock Lesnar is there, a man who doesn't allow phones in his house. That's not an asshole move. That's just a man who loves the woods. Yeah, that's just a man who... I'm going to go hunt for my dinner. Here's what you need to understand about Brock. Brock, not born in right century, Brock. (laughs) (laughs) I just T-bone suplexed a moose. Dinner for me and Sable. Let me tell you why I don't like the Canadian healthcare system is that they didn't understand that I haven't eaten a vegetable since the early 90s and they misdiagnosed <laughs> me. How did I pick up my wife? Well, I said hi to her. She shook in fear and then I married her and she's still shaking in fear to this day. As everyone knows, when your wife breaks up with you, what you do is you fly to Florida and you just sit in her house until <laughs> she comes home. Just a gorilla in my house. How do I get rid of the gorilla? You don't get rid of. You take seed, put in pussy, make Duke. (laughs) (laughs) Penis, vagina, you make baby, I fuck baby too. Dominance. (laughs) Dominance at all times. Man or woman, just fuck. Just remember, and I highly recommend the book because it's fucking crazy. Brock Lesnar's book is so batshit because literally like when he describes any attempt at trying to have a personal life, like... It comes across like if you taught a bear to speak English and the bear attempted to work in a bank. <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever have like a real job? We'll do a Lesnar episode another time. I'll quickly explain. What I just said about how he got Sable back, that's what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he explained it in the book and then she called the police and he was like, Brock not understand why police bring guns. Brock eat guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the end of King Kong, but he just won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we better put down our we're out of bullets and frankly this guy's we shot him seven times and all he did was get an erection <laughs> let me say, let's he, transition quickly back to Taz Taz though of <laughs> anyone who's landed Taz has a, honestly you guys can look this up guys I've done a lot of studying smallest dick in pro wrestling history <laughs> I was, I was he's gonna... a teeny tiny pill teeny tiny pill Anytime, anytime my friend Tim was the first to point this out, he was just laughing, and then I'm like, what? He's like, look at Taz's small dick. And I was like, yeah, he's got a small dick. But here's the thing. No balls. If you have Not, a... like, metaphorical. Like, I legit think his balls. Maybe that's probably a judo thing. It's also, what the fuck? If you got a small dick, yeah. 
baggy fucking tights, bro. No, man, you gotta live that gimmick. Baby. No, wear those. Fu- wear the karate live pants. The like, gimmick. Karate pants. Like that guy Steve Flynn, who's the jobber. Jerry never- Flynn. Not Jerry yeah. Flynn. Yeah. Not yeah. Jerry Flynn. There was I think Steve Flynn. He had karate pants and a mullet, and he was a jobber in WCW. That's perfect. Oh, he was. No, that was Jerry. There was Jerry Flynn. He was like WCW Saturday Night Guy. Where yeah, like, Jerry Flynn. Kia Kia I don't think Jerry he was, Oh no, Jerry Lynn is who I was trying to make sure I didn't confuse him. Jerry by. Lynn was a wonderful worker. Love Mr. JL. Loved him. He was. He's the example of the guy who's just like even work rate nerds are like, man, that guy's great, but I'm having a nap. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good at working. But I just can't. Don't care about what he does. <laughs> like he's so he was. A, he's a spectacular worker. Um, let's basi- do. Let's do best and worst about Taz. Okay, I'm gonna say best about Taz. Mm-hmm. Best move set ever. Yeah, if that was another thing. That's another. That's if you're creating a wrestler on a video game, yes, you're making Taz. Yes, that Except- is perfect. That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. Think about his move set. Think about the regular moves he did and how many of them became people's finishing moves. Yeah. How many of them are now done by The Undertaker terribly? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So, like, legit. Oh, Undertaker is another guy who they're now putting over as an MMA fighter. Oh, the greatest striker. He's oh, a great striker. fuck. The, literally, every time that's mentioned by Michael Cole, I just want to be like, here's... Okay, Undertaker gets a gun and we're putting him in the octagon with Frank Mir. Or anyone. A dog yeah. owned by a fucking Gracie against Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the under. That's the Undertaker. That's his thing, man. You want to do it? You want to do it? The Brock thing after he's been knocked out. You hate that so much. Do you want to do it? You want to do it? Do you want to do it? Well, I just hate that. Like a guy gets knocked out, and you're gonna try and. and Brock's like, "Are you my daddy? <laughs> <laughs> my biker daddy's here. Give him a bottle." I have to go now because I need to talk to my biker daddy. Greatest move set. Yeah, Ever. like if you walk through it, all right. He did the he used the Alabama slam. He used uh, the Yakuza kick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out too. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Uh, Dylan, do not the, edit out how you said Yakuza kick. Do not edit it out. You don't edit out. Yakuza kick. Uh, like like. So I guess that was Test's move. I'm really stretching now. <laughs> T-bone. That is Shelton Benjamin's move. Um. And then the weird thing that they've started doing is using the Taz, instead of using a trin lock, I've noticed people, this is a very small thing, but they've started using the Taz mission as a rest hold, which I was like, that's kind of a shit thing. Yeah, and also essentially the whole suplex city thing with fucking uh, Brock, that's just ta- like, everyone was saying, like, those throws, those throws yeah, are Taz. Like, that's, that's all Taz. Like, yeah. watching, if you want to know what a, watching a Taz match was like, is just watch the Brock Lesnar versus John Cena match at SummerSlam. That was what Taz did to everyone. No, but more suplexes. Like, you can't... That's the thing that kind of is copyrighted by Taz that is way too close to him that people won't do. Even in wrestling, where they'll just out and out steal shit, is Brock Lesnar can do suplex city. He'll do a bunch of German suplexes. He'll do a belly-to-belly. But there's no... Like, he's not doing a half Nelson and then a full Nelson suplex and then a tiger suplex and then a T-bone and then a belly-to-belly... And then, like, the German that, like, the German that, like, just throw the guy on the back of his head, hope everything works out. Part of that is also they don't let them do a lot of those suplexes because it's like, how does this suplex work? Oh, well, if he doesn't die, it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you land on the top of your head, you compress some vertebrae, and then you work Smackdown, you fucker. (laughs) It's work Smackdown. Hey, how do I land this half Nelson 
T-bone suplex. Well, you take the tampon out of your asshole and you don't <laughs> fucking ask questions. And another great thing about his moveset uh, that really led, he never, ever left his feet. Taz never did a knee drop. Taz never did an elbow drop. Taz was like, clothesline, boot, stomp. Like, he would stomp people. He would never leave. He would never jump up. At, like, he would never go off the top. Mm. He would never do anything like that. I like he didn't that. really have any... He didn't play the crowd either. He just, like, stared. Although one of the creepiest things is when you see Taz, who is the ECW Hulk Hogan, uh, you see kids cheering for him, and you're like, I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> this man, this man's calling card is he just called everyone gay, and then everyone cheered and said, that's a good thing to do. <laughs> and then he, someone tried to high-five him, and he just, like, put his hands up in their girlfriend's body, and they were like, cool. You know, it's not fun. That is the creepy thing. If you watch ECW, it's great. But then you uh, look in the crowd and see kids and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Get your kids out of there. Yeah. There's why be- aren't you carding? Like, yeah. why aren't you fucking carding at ECW? The best thing in the air in that building must be all the cigarette smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it just smells like a hockey bag. The smell of ECW is like a little time I went to see Ring of Honor in Toronto and it was hot outside and oh no yeah and i went into the bathroom and i've never been able to taste a room (laughs) i tasted i tasted it was like it was like pee and hockey it was just like all these and no everyone had just been standing and they were sweating so much from standing that was terrifying all right my best thing about taz then we'll do our worst things about Taz, 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 Taz. Best thing about Taz is uh, his promos are very underrated. His promos, no, but it was like, here's a, your character. You want to fight everybody and you're pissed off. Okay. And he got things away in a very succinct way where the advantage ECW had, and the reason uh, I think it's looked upon very fondly is because it didn't ever have a two-hour time block to fill. And the way it could do, yeah, it could do like t- ten stories in sixty minutes, which was actually like 40, 45 minutes. So Taz's promos were very much to that. I don't know if you've ever seen his ECW introduction promo, uh, where yeah. before they knew he would, they were going to kick him out, where he just basically was like, "I'm going to kick the shit out of everybody. I'm going to be the guy dumping people on their heads. I'm Taz. I'm the world champion." I don't need weapons. These are my weapons. The hands weapon. The weapon. Yeah. Do you remember that whole thing? That wasn't his introductory one. That was later on. No, but that was his introduction on TNN. Oh, when he yes. was when he had Pardon the title. Me. And and my favorite promo uh, of all time uh, by Taz was where he just like at the screen and he just yells. He just goes Bigelow. I'm gonna choke you out. Yeah. See you on the thirteenth. It's great. That's- all the information you want is right out there. The towel over his head too. I will say this. The Towel was probably one of the best things. That's another thing you can't really recreate. Oh. The towel coming in with the towel and then taking it off. Like he did lose something without Team Taz, I think, because you do lose that. Like, who's the guy in the middle? Like, they're all everyone. Yeah. Are, like, anytime you have a bunch of security, and I don't mean like WCW. These divorced men are walking Goldberg to the ring. Yeah, I mean like all these dads who look like they coach. T-ball. And, and the other thing about Team Taz was they all were bigger than Taz. So it was like oh, a yeah. thing. 
Like, have you ever seen have you ever seen an action movie where they have all these huge guys? Like, it's a very cliche action movie thing to do. They have all these huge guys, and then they give way, and then it's one small guy, and then the action star is like, "I'm gonna fucking fight this guy." This guy's and he beats the fuck. Yeah, out. and he gets yeah. beat the shit beat out of him very quickly. That was the whole thing they were trying to do with Taz. Which could have worked very well. In it the did Fed. work very well. Oh, no, in the Fed. Yeah, no, it did not. If you keep Team Taz around, because then it's like the, yeah, these guys are all big, but here's the fucking tough guy, you know? Uh, and I think that was very good, too. Uh, so it was like his look and his promos, I guess, which is like no, he was just the, the whole Taz package was like the way how well thought out Polly everything was. I don't know if it was Polly and Taz <laughs> or just Polly, but everything was. So well thought out. Um, how amazing, and this is going to go to my worst thing, is how amazing Taz was in ECW, which is how bad in the – which is, I would say Taz has the worst second chapter of a wrestler ever. Like Dusty Rhodes was treated with more respect in the Fed. Yeah, but Taz Dusty was. Rhodes was – the more I think – like I this is this sounds sad, but I do think about Dusty Rhodes' Fed run sometimes. <laughs> and I think about like – Dylan, we have a – He'd been around for 20 fucking years. What else? Stick – Stick the fun big guy in some polka dots and a elbow drop. You have to people. think about it like this, which is ECW was a. Everyone's like, oh, he's desecrating the memory of the fat roly poly guy who <laughs> likes to dance. He likes to dance and he likes to fight. Maybe he just <laughs> likes to dance now. Maybe he wants to dance in some fun trunks with a nice black lady. I don't know how I'm losing this argument because he likes he <laughs> likes to dance. What was your? His WWF run was such a fucking pile of an amazing first match, and never lived up to the. And it was specifically how he was used. You could tell it was this weird thing, and it's the biggest point too that ECW was essentially the WWE turned into the WWE development territory. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things that point to, and it's one of the big conspiracy theories that Paul was given a bunch of money by the Fed and never put it in the company and kept it all. Oh um, my. To be a development terror. It's why him and Tommy Dreamer fell out. It's because Tommy Dreamer's family lost a bunch of money in the Fed. And then, like, Tommy Dreamer apparently found out that, like, Vince was giving them money. And he's like, Why are you taking money from my family, Paul? Paul. Oh. Um, like, the ring trucks were in Tommy Dreamer's dad's name. Jesus. Shit like that. Yeah. Um,. And how Taz, Taz is essentially being used the way Kevin Owens was is now being used in the Fed, which was an amazing fucking intro. What a way to fucking say, this guy is a big fight fucking superstar and never really capitalize on it. In a Kevin Owens is also, he's a more complete character. Like, you can't really compare Kevin Owens and Taz. Like I would compare, I would say they're very, very similar. And I think that... I don't know. Kevin Owens is a much, much, much better pro wrestler and promo than Taz. He's so much more full. Like, he's so much more of a full Absolutely, character. But like, Taz is a character, I should say. Kevin Owens is a pro wrestler. You can ask that dude to do anything. He'll find a way to do it. Whereas Taz is like, I do this. Just yes, very okay. good at this. I agree. But here's the thing with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens should be positioned the way Taz was in the Fed in ECW. That's how they should be positioning Kevin Owens in the Fed. And use I don't know it. about that. I absolutely do. Is He could be a big fight attraction. His body is so different. They're fucking always saying, like, fight Owens, fight, fight Owens, fight. And they, they continually let him be fucking pinned. He should be a sawed-off monster in a, like, this guy, like, if he doesn't get him in the ring, he gets him in the parking lot kind of way. And it's a juxtaposition to Brock Lesnar's, like, sawed-off hell beast. This is the kind of guy that's like, yeah, he may not have the best physique, 
but he's a fucking diabolical fucking trickster and can manipulate the situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we're not sort of Triple H. Yeah, sort of. Sort of like the cerebral assassin. Yeah, the mind assassin. He'll get inside your brain and then he'll fuck you. So that was was your worst thing about Taz? This is WWF run. It's it's fuck. It fucks his ECW legacy completely, especially because if you look at it. That was so much mo- longer than his ECW run. Yeah, it's insane. His ECW run was four years. Yeah. And that's like, oh my God, everyone remembers it. And then 90, no, 2000. No, he's 99. Because he comes in at Royal Rumble 2000. No, he came in at Royal Rumble 99, I thought. Because um, Royal Rumble didn't used to be in January. It used to be in December. Oh, no. Let's look that up. Let's look that up right now. But I'll say my... Yeah, because he's he's part of the best Royal Rumble ever, in my estimation, with the worst finish ever, by the way. That Big Show Rock finish where they Big Show won it because they fucked up, and then they were like, oh, god damn it. This fat fuck. <laughs> yeah, they always did that, though. Like, the Big Show... That's I've been play, ever replaying this uh, Fed video game, and uh, it is very, very obvious uh, that like they just patch Big Show in when they're like, "Oh, we don't have." There's been I don't know. Big Show has been in the main event of WrestleMania a couple times, and it's always been as the third guy in a match. He's only in one. When's he in another main event? Uh, Cena, Cena versus uh, Cena Edge Big Show. What? Yeah. Big Show's in that match? Yeah, Cena Edge Big Show. It ends with uh, Cena goes to uh, AA Big Show and Edge, and then I think Edge just kind of falls off. <laughs> and then he doesn't... Yeah, it was 99. It was 99. I think... Yeah. And because it was December 99. No, it was uh, after being contacted by the WWF and WCW. Um, they had an extra Z to his name, which is <laughs> terrifying. Um, but yeah, 2000 Royal Rumble. With a win over Taz. Piss. Kurt Angle. Over Kurt Angle. With a win over himself. I'd say the worst thing about Taz was his versatility and uh, furthermore... That's interesting because I don't necessarily think that all wrestlers need to be versatile. If that, that comes up, it, it it's... They do need to be versatile Something if you don't have a like, smart all right, the worst, I guess the worst thing would be like versatility brought on by the fact that it's too short. Yeah, you gotta, you're fucking heightest, mate. I'm just saying, like, I don't... Like it's hard. Wrestling is a, is at the, at its base, and I hate to be this dude, but it is at its base. It's a carnival thing. It absolutely. So you gotta have the fucking strong man, and you gotta have the guy who looks like you can't beat him up. Like that's the whole the whole carnival, the whole strong man. Oh, I wouldn't want to fight that guy. And then the other carnival grift was like, uh, pay ten dollars if you can last a minute with this guy, and then you lose to him because the guy looks like he's nothing, but he actually can beat the living shit out of you. And that's a whole carnival thing. It's a, just a different part of the carnival. Mm. Like you need, there's some base. Like with the way WWE has trained people to watch wrestling, uh, you can gradually over the last like that was 16 years ago, they could have and they kind of have transitioned out of that. But there's still that need to kind of, in Vince's mind, still have the carnival aspect where it's like, we got to have the strong man. We got to have He-Man be our champion. That's yeah. why Triple H always comes back. I guarantee Triple H is like, at this point, he probably, <sighs> sounds weird, and I, I pro- and people probably like jump on me for saying this, but I don't even think he wanted to be in the main event at WrestleMania this year. I think he was just like, Vince was probably like, well, you do it, because I'm not, 
I don't know what everyone's injured and I'm not I'm not letting that uh squeegee kid Ambrose be in there. Yeah, which is what they should have done. What they should have done is turned Reigns heel and it Reigns Ambrose. But no, they shouldn't have done any of that. They should have kept Reigns a face and they should have him beat me in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a spear. Ooh, home and hands. That was Portuguese pronunciation because this is an international show. Okay. <laughs> Right. Taz was like he quickly became shit. This Seems is like this he is just by the way up. our longest episode by far. <laughs> just because there's so much to unpa- there's so much to talk about here. He gave up very easily. He became a commentator. Congratulations, Taz. Like that's obviously you don't you get the same salary. You don't have to take any bumps. Congratulations for what me sitting here on a couch in the afternoon talking about you being like he should have wrestled more and then balls mahoney died recently so yes <laughs> you can't you can't be like he should have hurt his brain more in the in the era where chair shots to the head were because you weren't a pussy um well there's one thing that we've completely neglected to remember is that taz was part of the aces and eights <laughs> oh yeah the w- he came in as a uh, samoa joe's mentor Oh, yeah. His TNA run was so fucking weird. He was a commentator on the Aces and Eights who wasn't that mad, who wasn't that mad, who was sometimes rooted for the TNA guys. It was a whole thing. Let's just not talk about TNA unless we have to. If you no, wanna, let's listen always... Listen to the AJ Styles episode if you want to talk about TNA. Oh, it's so fucked. It's just things happened. It's like 2000 WCW, but they just kept on going. Yeah, they just keep on going. Not even 2099 WCW. They just kept on... How about the NWO again? Okay. Oh, man, it's been a month since we did the NWO. Let's do the NWO. How about Jeff Jarrett and Hulk Hogan run a stable? Has that happened? Yes. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> do Rick, it again. Is My there a way we can get Ric Flair to yell at a black man who's pretending to be Macho Man Randy Savage, but he's pretending to be Ric Flair? I guess you could do that. Shut up. We did it. <laughs> yes. It, hello? 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 Is this is this ideas? Yeah. I got Sting, and I need to make sure that everyone, because uh, and no one's seen The Dark Knight, right? Good, Sting, you're the Joker now. Yeah, well, I mean, here's what I uh, we'll end this episode on Taz with my thoughts on uh, the TNA, main ev- the main event mafia, which is I think the easy the reason why it's kind of fun to talk about why WWE their failings and successes are is because in even WCW. And ECW, there was a, it's a professional wrestling company aimed at making money, aimed at making the owners of that company more money, whereas TNA, to me, very clearly, is a tax loophole uh, for a oil conglomerate, like a guy who runs an oil conglomerate. And he put his and, daughter in charge. And he gave his daughter it because he wanted to give his daughter something to do. Like, there's no reason to attach stakes to it because... I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but from the outside, it just seems like a very visible, like, I think. okay, lose us. Hey, Dixie, here's a company. Lose me half a million dollars a year so I can throw some of my fucking losses at it and then get more money on the back end from, like. Oh, if you think they're only losing half a million dollars, you're living in a fool's paradise. I'm just saying, like, minimize the losses, but I still kind of need losses from this company. Like, I don't care. Oh, Kurt Angle got a great deal because he got 150k. No, he didn't. No, no, he didn't. Because that guy, that guy probably is like invented tires or some shit. Like they're rich and from the south. 
<laughs> oh yeah, no, her dad definitely is one of the guys that invented the pipe that only flows with oil. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He invented. He has. Yeah, he has some weird. Uh, he has some weird copyright yeah. on some frame of like wrench that is the specific. One thing of the that... stars on the Confederate flag represents Dixie Carter's great great grandfather. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, it. Something like that. All let right, me, let me say this about Taz. One final thing about Taz. Okay. Bigelow. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> you can edit We're that out. play that promo and another one after this. Can Thank you, you very much. Before, can, can I just make a promo request? Can you find the one where he is really homophobic? <laughs> okay, I'll just type in that. I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. I'm working off uh, YouTube here. It's going to be a rough oh, one. Oh, it's not hard to find a homophobic Taz promo, even a bit. Bake me a cake made of cum. Yeah. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> I love you. Sabu! Bake me a cake! Made it come. <laughs> See you on the 18th. Bye bye. I can't reach the button. Tap out. Bam, bam, Bigelow. Bam, bam, Bigelow. Bam, bam, Bigelow. That's all I've been hearing. That's all I've been thinking about is Bigelow, the big schmuck from Jersey. And then Lance Wright. Lance Wright and his suck boy, his buddy, Vince McMahon. They're going to throw a monkey wrench in Taz's game plan. And send the big bodybuilder, Brackus, Muscle Boy, Alcum, whatever the f*** his name is. They're going to send him after Taz in Philly at Cyberslam. Brother, please. Don't bother getting out on a treadmill, Brackus. Don't bother doing any road work because you see this match ain't going long, bro. I'm going to stretch you, dump you on your big ugly head, and you're going to tap out for two reasons. One, because I am that good. And two, I don't like you because you didn't pay your dues. You see, it took me 11 years to make six figures a year. And you get six figures just to train with the World Wrestling Federation because you're some bodybuilding champion. Well, brother, you know the old expression, weights don't fight back. But Taz does. But you ain't going to get a chance, brother. I'm going to turn my back on you. You're going to give me your best shot. And I'm going to hook you, and it's done. I'm going to send you back to Titan Sports. A beaten man. A beaten, stretched, muscle head. That ain't going to do nothing in my business. The business that I went up and down the road for. The business I starved for. You ain't done nothing. You ain't in California no more, brother. I'm hooking you. Now, Bam Bam, you. March 1st in Asbury Park, your hometown, brother. Your big body is in for hell. Hell in your hometown. Live on pay-per-view so the whole world can watch me do you. Everybody, when you watch pro wrestling, comes out here and says, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to beat this guy up, and I'm going to choke that guy out, or I'm going to hit my move on that guy, and his ass is grass. I'm not going to do that. Bigelow, I'm going to kick the dog out of you. Because you kicked the dog out of me. And where I'm from, that's called a receipt. And I know I'm in the fight of my life. But big man, you better realize... You're in the fight of yours. You pissed me off, Bam Bam. And that's bad for you. Good for me. You're coming after my gold. 
The only gold in this company, the only gold in this industry. Shane Douglas, that means anything. The world TV belt, my belt, Taz's belt. Bam Bam, I'm going to see you on the first in your hometown. Prepare yourself, big boy, because I'm Taz, the world television champion. Beat me if you can, Bam Bam. <laughs> Survive if I let you.